okay, what is your fun food? Like what is your go-to food that holds little nutritional value that you just absolutely love to eat? Like when it's in the room, it calls your name and you can't focus on anything else. It says, please eat me. (laughs) Is it chocolate, ice cream, cookies? Maybe you're a savory person and it's something like chips or warm bread rolls with butter. Mm. I'm like a both kind of person. So now I'm craving all this deliciousness. So my next question for you is, Can you enjoy your fun food without a side of guilt? Can you have the chocolate chips? Can you have the chips? Can you taste the food, enjoy the food, and then move on from the food? Or do you get stuck in this guilt cycle that leads to either obsessing about whether or not you should or shouldn't have eaten it or eventually overeating it? So to fuel your awesome today, my friend, I'm talking about how we can get over guilt. I love the neuroplasticity of our brain. So let's talk about how we can reframe guilt to actually get over it and get back to empowered eating. Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show, friend, where we dig into nutrition deeds that are actually helpful and we learn to be nicer to ourselves. I mean, think about it. Those things you say about your body, would you ever say them to your friend? I don't think so. (laughs) I am so glad you are here. I'm Jess, registered dietitian, juggling mama, work, and wife life amidst all the things. I used to spend an insane amount of energy hating on my body and lost in nutrition, but now I have way too much on my plate. I cannot afford to mistreat my body. And because I have a history of struggling with food, I know I have to be careful with how I approach my health goals. This is why I'm so passionate about empowered eating. Sister, in case you haven't heard it today, you are awesome. And I have resources for you beyond this podcast. Check out JessBrownRD.com and take my body confidence workshop totally free. All right, grab a cup of coffee or two (laughs) and let's fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Okay, friends. So I have some big financial and give goals this year. My husband and I, we set them out at the beginning of the year. And in order to reach these goals, we had to implement a new budget. Ugh, (laughs) I really hate budgets. Anyways, I'm doing it because I've got these goals. But what this means for me is that I cannot buy shoes as freely as I would like to. I have to stick to this budget. And if you know me, you know I love me some shoes. So last month, within my budget, I bought these really awesome Converse platform custom designed sneakers. They were so fun, so cute. I got to pick out the color shoelaces, the eyelets, the color of the sole, like the whole thing. I got to design it and I ordered them. Well, when they came in the mail, they were a size too big. Not be, I had ordered the right size, but they actually didn't fit me. They were my normal size eight was too big. And because they were from the custom shop, I couldn't return them. <laughs> like talk about disappointment. I was so bummed. I had been looking forward to these for a month. They were within my budget. So I was really intentional about, you know, what I chose to purchase. So you know what I did? I went right back on that website the same day and reordered the exact same shoe, but in the smaller size. So within minutes, I went well over my budget and just bought another pair of shoes. Like it was nothing. Once it was done, I felt so guilty. Like I knew what I was doing. I was aware of what I was doing in the situation, but I did it anyways. What the heck? (laughs) So how many of us, we do this with our food too. We bring guilt to the table, whether we're eating food for fun, period, like we're going out and we decide to have nachos with our friends or we decide to have the cake at the birthday party. Like we just feel guilty for doing the fun thing, period. Or we feel it when we go overboard, like I did with my round two of my platform Converse shoes. 
So guilt is something that most of us, unfortunately, are super familiar with when it comes to our plate. So instead of hiding from it or avoiding it, which leads to detachment, what I want us to do is actually look at it and let's reframe it. Let's flex our mental muscle and work on that neuroplasticity and reframe guilt. So first things first, when we feel guilt, we have to differentiate between guilt and shame. So guilt is something like I did something wrong and shame is I am something wrong. So they're two very different feelings that we can feel in response to something. When we're dealing with shame, this is a whole nother ballgame. Shame is rooted in these deep beliefs about ourselves, in these lies that we've told ourselves or maybe someone else told us, but it's something that we carry about the core of who we are. So if we're dealing with shame That is not what we're talking about here. That is a topic for another day. When it's guilt, when it's, oh, I did something wrong. Like, why do I keep doing the same thing over and over again? We have some work we can do with this. I think guilt is a great thing to look at and learn from when we are open to it and when we don't hide from it. It's when we hide from it that it starts to drive the bus and leads to self-sabotaging behaviors. But if we can look at guilt There's so much we can pull from it. So I want to talk about four tips for getting over guilt on your plate and in the gym. So number one is asking yourself, is this guilt warranted? Is this guilt because I didn't honor my long-term goal or is this culturally imposed guilt? So if we look at my Converse shoes, you know, that is guilt that I didn't honor my long-term goal. I didn't honor something that I am working towards. So I felt guilty in a way that maybe was productive, which we'll look at in in tip number two. Or is this guilt something that is culturally imposed? So in other words, like if I were to feel guilty about buying shoes, period, right? Like if I were to feel guilty about doing it at all and not enjoying some of the fruits of my labor of hard work, right? And I think some of us feel that with food. It's like, if we have a brownie, we feel guilty, period. And if there's, if it's just that, like that is a culturally imposed version of guilt. Like where in the world does it say you can never, ever eat food just for the fun of it? Where does it say that? Nowhere. (laughs) That is something our culture has imposed on us. And the diet culture world has said that like, you always have to be productive with food. So that's the first question is looking at like, is it warranted? Is this because I didn't honor my long-term goal or is this because this is like a culturally imposed rule that I shouldn't be allowed to enjoy this? Number two is remember the flip side of guilt. So if you are feeling guilty because you didn't honor your long-term goal, like my converse situation, (laughs) feeling guilty can actually be a good sign because it means we are working on changing. It means that we are able to see the areas of importance in the action we didn't choose because we're trying to work towards something bigger, something beyond that instant gratification. So I like to think of us in parts. Like there is a part of me that wants to hit my financial goals and there is a part of me that is fun loving and would rather have awesome shoes. (laughs) These are both parts of me. The trick to overcoming guilt here isn't getting rid of all these parts of me, rather it is looking to align them, delaying that instant gratification and reframing the guilt as a sign that I am growing to align all these parts of me. When I do this, it's not such a scary thing. You know, I don't have to sit in the guilt. Rather, I can learn from the guilt and move forward. 
Number three is challenging something called hindsight bias. Now, hindsight bias is a mistaken belief that the outcome was known at the time of the choice. So for example, in the military, somebody might feel guilty for taking an action towards someone that appeared threatening, but then it turned out to not be a threatening situation. In other words, they made a choice in a high stress situation that they thought was best at the time, but then afterwards realized it wasn't a good decision. An example with food might be you go to a birthday party and you ate like a slice of pizza and some salad and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. But at the time, you were really, really hungry, and that was the only food that was available. So in the moment, you actually did the best you could with what you had. I mean, you had salad, you balanced the pizza, you did the best you could with what was presented to you. The surefire way to spot hindsight bias guilt is the phrase, I should have known. I should have done this. So what do we do if we're caught in this hindsight bias? I want you to think honestly about what you actually had in front of you and what you knew at the time. Differentiate between the I should have knowns and the I wish I had known. So I see this show up a lot in body image. It's like we get to a place with our body that we don't like. Like maybe maybe you have gained some weight or maybe you're not at the same fitness level you were before. And getting back in shape is really hard. Well, we can get stuck in this like, how did I let myself get here? I shouldn't have done this to myself. If we're caught in the hindsight bias there, we can flip the language to just, I wish I had known. Like instead of, I should have taken better care of myself, we could say, I wish I had known how to take better care of myself, but I didn't know at the time. So in other words, we can reframe it in the truth. It's not a cop-out. It's not that we're not owning our decision. Rather, we're really giving ourselves credit for what we knew at that time. So that's number three, challenge that hindsight bias. Number four, this one we're all doing, and that's getting older. (laughs) I don't know if you like that or not, but we're all doing it, and it's better than the alternative. This is truly the simplest solution. When I was researching getting over guilt, I found that there were researchers at the University of Queensland that found that negative self-conscious emotion like guilt and shame is less frequent the older we get. So every year we age, we get older and wiser, and you know what falls off? Guilt and shame. So what that tells me is that guilt is probably not productive anyways, because as I get older, it starts to dissipate and decrease just naturally. So I love this quote, if all else fails, just wait, because quote, it turns out the travel agent in charge of your guilt trips will eventually retire. (laughs) I love that quote, that's by uh, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. Yeah, so, you know, if all else fails, just have faith. You will not feel this guilty about it in another year because you will get older and wiser. (laughs) All right, so what are we going to do? Next time you feel guilt, I want you, I'm going to sum this up in four questions for you. Number one, is my guilt warranted? And that's going back to the, is this something that is warranted because I didn't honor my greater goal or is this something that is culturally imposed? So that's number one. Is this guilt warranted? Number two, consider the flip side of guilt. Am I feeling guilty because there's a part of me that wants something more? If yes, can you find gratitude that you felt this guilt and consider it as an arrow to redirect your path? Like, let's just look at it as like, all right, thanks, got the cue and I'm going to keep moving forward. Number three, are you getting trapped in hindsight bias? 
Monday morning quarterbacking it isn't helpful for anyone. So can you change the language from I should have known to I wish I would have, but I did the best I could at the time. This is going to free up that mental space so that you can keep driving your bus and you don't let guilt and shame start driving the bus, which just isn't productive. Like whoever made sustainable changes by beating themselves up, right? Like it just doesn't work. So can we reframe it? And then number four, have faith in your journey, knowing that time brings wisdom. So to get you here a little faster for this one, my question for you for number, my number four question for you is, will you care about this in a year? (laughs) Is this something you would still feel guilty about in a year? And if the answer is no, then let's move on, right? There's no sense in beating you up. All right, my friends, I am wishing you a guilt-free day, whether you decide to have the chocolate or, you know, you just don't do it exactly perfect. That's okay. Can we lean into that guilt and grow from it instead of letting it kick us around and beat us up and make us feel crummy? Because, you know, that's, that's no way to live our life. We're here to be empowered eaters, and to be empowered means we have to find grace and forgiveness along the way, and you deserve that. If no one's told you that today, you deserve grace and kindness because you know what? You would give it to your sister, to your friend, to your mom. What makes you any different? You deserve it too, sister. I hope you have a very blessed day. Cheers and happy guilt-free eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. For more info on how you can become an empowered eater, grab my free workshop on how to become confident in your body without obsessing over food at jessbrownrd.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.